You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome to the stage, Nick O'Brien. Thank you. So a lot of people have said how old they are tonight. So I'm not going to ask you to guess. So I'm 38 and I was born in 1980, which is easy to remember. And um, I often say that my life didn't start till I moved to Norwich in, in 1999. And I was choosing my universities and I... I did due diligence and went around with my mum and looked at all of the different cities. And as soon as I came to Norwich, I realised that this was the place for me. I just got a great feeling, and I think lots of us kind of feel the same. So I really vividly remember my parents driving me up in the car, and um, I was living in University Village, and they, they dropped me off where the kind of bus turning is. And I remember leaving the car, and they were back there, and I was, was crying. And I went straight into my university room, tiny little room in, in University Village, and just drunk until I'd kind of build up the confidence to go into the kitchen and make awkward conversation. Um, but then I was away, and I had a fantastic time. And um, this story kind of starts in, in year four of university. Because before I came to Norwich, everything was pretty boring, really. It was just a normal kind of upbringing. There wasn't much drama. It was you know, a bit like Nick's. As he said earlier, it was a very kind of dull place. But as soon as I went to uni, loads of stuff happened. So my parents split up, my mum got ill, and, um, and I came out. So all of this stuff happened. But by the time I got to year four, kind of made peace with it and who I was. And I was living at 7 Havelock Road um, in the Golden Triangle with, um, with four different people. So Alper, Julie, Mark and Geraint. And um, Alper... Mark and Julie, I've been friends with for years and felt really comfortable with them since I've moved to Norwich. And Geraint, I'd met the year before when I went to France, so I didn't know him very well. Um, Alper now is, um, is uh, an anchor for, for BBC News and very respected journalist. Back then, she wasn't such a respected journalist. And um, she used to do, she used to work for Concrete, which is a, an upstanding university newspaper. And um, there was a problem page. And um, one day she came to me and she said, I just can't think of anything. And I said that he was having problems in his relationship. And he just ordered a load of Viagra over the internet. So he probably doesn't read Concrete. So you could just put that in there and, and, and he'll never find it. So this was in 2003. And on the 15th of February 2003, um, Alper and I went um, to the demonstration against the Iraq war. And um, there were three million people there. It was a fantastic day. And we really thought we were going to make massive change. People were demonstrating in 600 different cities across the world. Um, and I'd, I'd worn appropriate clothing because my friends who are here tonight always say that I wear inappropriate clothing on demos. So when it's really cold, I wear shorts and T-shirts. Everything was going well, you know. Um, so we got back to Norwich and got back to Havelock Road. And Geraint had read the bloody problem page, hadn't he? Um, so, so we just got back from this brilliant day out and he confronted us. Um, and it was like a cross between 
you know, something really, really stupid and something really, really scary. Alan Partridge and Quentin Tarantino. So it kind of culminated in him grabbing this knife and saying, if I wanted to, I could just kill you now. Um, and he didn't, but as you can imagine, the rest of the, rest of the year was quite awkward. Um, and so after the Stop the War demo and the, the, the survival, I, um, I, I got involved with, with Stop the War. And um, after the big demo, you know, movements, just like Pride, there are peaks and troughs. And, um, and um, Frank was, it was an unlikely friendship. He was in his 70s, and um, he was kind of quite old school left, and he'd kept Stop the War going. And he had some strange ways, you know, like, so if he, if he knew he had to speak for 10 minutes, he would spend the first five minutes complaining that he only had 10 minutes to speak for. Um, and he always used to produce loads and loads of photocopies for every meeting, which really annoyed me. Um, but he was great, and, um, and we formed a really unlikely friendship. And in many ways, he was very old-fashioned, um, and he had a lovely wife called Bunty, and when he used to go around for dinner, he wasn't allowed in the kitchen. So she would bring him the food. And so he was quite old-fashioned. And um, he used to... Our friendship was built over Stop the War and over going to football. And um, at that time, Norwich were, were pretty rubbish. They'd just gone down to League One with him. Um, and I got to really love it. And the season went on, and Norwich got really good. And they were, towards the end of the season, it looked like they were going to get promoted. And they were playing Leeds... And um, in the last 10 minutes, um, Norwich scored the winner. And it was Chris Martin, Frank's favourite player. And we jumped up, and I jumped on Peter. He said, um, well, that was the first time I was ever embraced by a gay man. And um, so it obviously really meant something to him. And he used to tell these stories of, um, of you know, when I used to work for Aviva, we thought about what can we do for, for gay people. And, but there weren't any gay people there. Um, <laughs> And he used this story interchangeably. So he used to say, um, he used to say, we talked about what we could do for women, but there were no women there. Um, so Aviva at that time probably wasn't very good. Um, but, but yeah, and he became a really good ally. And what I want to talk over the second half is, is about great allies. And um, so he would, um, he would come to Pride, um, and he supported the Proud Canaries, and he went on Future Radio and talked about um, his favourite LGBT artists. He was a fantastic ally, and it just goes to show that the best allies are sometimes not the people that you expect. And so we got to this season, and it was another fantastic season for Norwich. And, um, and Norwich became known for really breathless finishes to matches, and um, there was one particular one, which was against Millwall. And um, by that time, Frank was getting very ill, and it wasn't in there. So we used to get a taxi and used to go up in the lift, and we used to leave games a little bit early. Um, and Norwich won 4-3, and they'd been 3-2 down with a couple of minutes to go. And again, Norwich scored in the last minute, Pookie, obviously. And, um, and we got up and we jumped on top of each other again and, and celebrated. But... Unfortunately, that was the last game that Frank ever saw because he died. Um, and he had, um, he had a fall, um, he had a series of falls and ended up in hospital and didn't ever really recover. So Julie and I spent quite a lot of time around Christmas going over to the James Paget, And that was the last time that I ever saw him well at, at that game. So, so that was the end and it was, it was a really breathless finish. Um, and, and so just thinking about Frank, 
when the rest of the season, um, when we saw him in hospital, when his, his son came to visit him, and they used to listen to the games, and I'm not sure how much Frank really picked up. Um, but I just kind of thought that Norwich winning the, the, the league last season, I kind of thought that was for Frank, um, and it, was, it meant something really, really special. Um, so, so football and the end of football games makes me breathless. And um, lots of people have also talked about pride yesterday. And, um, and I just wanted to finish on that, really, because like other people have said, um, I watched the, the, the flags just made me breathless. And, 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 and seeing all of the young people, um, I thought was just fantastic. And last year when I spoke, um, almost a year ago tonight, I talked about young people and how I have so much faith in young people because I'm a teacher and I see that they're just so accepting. And this year, what I wanted to say is that just like Frank, we need allies. And I think Pride was brilliant and more people than ever feel that they can come to it. But I think if we're being honest, we all feel a little bit less safe than we did this time a year ago. And the world appears to also be getting a bit darker. And we have so much great acceptance now. But some of it's quite odd, like the, like the rainbow cash point at NatWest. Um, and I went into Marks and Spencers the other day, and they had a thing that just said pride. That didn't really say what it was proud about. And, and underneath it was just a biscuit selection. <laughs> and... And so that's cool, isn't it? And, and, and that's, that's good, because we like biscuits. Um, <laughs> to just ask a bit more of our allies. Um, and last year, it was all about young people, the future. But things are a bit harder. And we need to ask a little bit more of our allies. And we need to say, OK, you can brand us with your biscuits. But what else are you actually doing? Um, a place to live. Um, and we want to keep it that way. Um, I've absolutely loved living here since 1999, and it's because of all the fantastic people. But we can find allies in different places, and we need you more than ever. So thank you to everybody that supported Pride. Thank you to Lucy, who is a fantastic um, ally um, and has done so much for us. And thank you to all of you um, that come to Pride and support it every year. That's what makes Norwich Pride and Norwich so special. Thank you very much. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.